They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, The Journey of an Entrepreneur. All right, welcome to another episode of First to Arrive, Last to Leave. I'm Erin Greger. I'm Courtney Radloff. And today we have a very another another special guest. They're always special. I, always, I know. I got to come up with a different intro. <laughs> so sorry, Brittany. All right, we're here with Brittany Taylor, CEO of Trailer Transpo. Brittany, welcome. How are you guys doing? Welcome. <laughs> we are awesome. And I am excited to jump into this. We were watching some interviews you did previously, so we're doing a little bit of research on you. And you have quite an interesting story. So um, definitely not a life that was just silver spoon handed to you and right. you got to start this great company. Uh, you, you've you come quite a way. So can you talk a little bit about your start being over in Germany right? and then coming over to the U.S. and getting into the world of transportation? It's a long story, so I'm going to give you the high-level summary. Okay. But essentially, I grew up in Germany, so I'm German, um, even though it doesn't look like it and doesn't sound like it. But uh, <laughs> So um, I grew up in foster home from, you know, the age of 11 until I aged out and really just didn't know what to do with my life, right, and really just trying to figure it out. And then... Um, I don't know. And something just compelled me to, okay, well, let's try to, you know, meet my family in America. Let's meet my real dad and things of that nature. And let's see what America has to offer. Right. So uh, I came over here. Of course, I could speak a little bit of English, the mm -hmm. English that you learn or the Spanish that you learn mm -hmm. in school. But that's not really helpful as you're, you know, going through life. So um, I think my first job was at Welcome to Moe's. You know them guys? I don't. You don't? No. <laughs> it's like Chipotle. Okay. So it's like a taco spot. And that's kind of why I have this accent, because uh, I was working with just Hispanic guys, and they taught me English. <laughs> so everyone is like, hey, right. I like to mention that, so it okay. makes sense. <laughs> right. So that's where you yeah. learn to speak English. Right. So they okay. taught me English. So I adore that. That's awesome. <laughs> so I adopted kind of local that accent from those guys and um, still 21 really still trying to figure out what to do with life and now I'm in this new world culture shock all these different people and you know just this uh, concept of the a melting pot right Germany's not like that yeah so uh, yeah that was definitely um, a lot I guess the process and really to overcome but it wasn't until I was like 25 and um, until I was like yeah let me try trucking and really, just because my uncle said he makes $1,000 a week and he takes cool pictures on the road, that was really the compelling part. I had no, like, awesome, super-duper, I'm-going-to-take-over-the-world type of reason, you know. But I've always, uh, based on my growing up, I've always wanted to do something to provide opportunities. I always saw myself in a position where I can be great and bring other people on and break social barriers and things of that nature. I really just didn't know how to go about it, so... With 25, um, I started being a truck and then trucked everywhere until I was like 28, wow. 29, wow. till COVID hit. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, I kind of already purposely put myself through like a mini university. I had like sticky notes all over my truck and whiteboards and I would pull up to business conventions and conferences and trade shows with my truck. 
and uh, take a quick shower at Pilot, put a little suit on, and you know, and then um, go to a conference for a weekend. So I was already trying to put myself in that position and reading books and things of that nature. You know, I, I didn't read a book until I was 25, I think, right? So besides school books. And then, um, yeah, one thing led to the next, and now we're here. So what was wow. the drive, yeah. like, from a perspective? Like, you talked about creating opportunity. Mm -hmm. But I'm so intrigued by this because, A, you weren't, you know, I don't know what happened in the foster care system, but I'm going to guess you probably weren't put in situations where people were really, like, showing you personal development or, you know, showing you possibilities, right? So A, you had to figure that all out on your own. B, you've got this, I want to help people and your driving truck. Where was that? Sh like, what was happening where you're like, I'm going to go from driver to owner and create these opportunities and I can do this. Like, yeah, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're overcoming like a ton of stuff all at once. I have no idea. Okay. I just do it. <laughs> I just amazing. do it every day. I, I'm not really sure. There's not one specific thing that happened that made me feel like I can do it, right? Uh, I just always know that I don't want to stay here. You know, I'm destined for greatness. In some mm. type of way, I'm destined for greatness. And you're right. You know, in the foster system, no. They teach you when you age out, here's how you apply for food stamps. Here's how you apply for wow. housing. And we're going to teach you how to stay in the system, right? So that's really, and I'm assuming America is pretty much the same, right? Probably. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of, but, you know, the people that did raise me, the social workers, as you may call them, they did always see some great things in me. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, you know, uh, like for my graduation, I got a gold pen so I can sign my business contracts when I, when I grow up and things of that nature. So the thought that I can be something great was not maybe all the way nurtured, but it mm -hmm. was definitely, it definitely sparked something somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And then the same from teachers, you know, I had a, always a emotional challenge in school, of course. So I would never go to school or barely, but always have A's. So people did see something already in me, mm -hmm. but it took me a long while to see it in myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to, you know, when it comes to help and helping others, that's really where that comes from because um, a lot of people, you know, just not to be, I guess, arrogant or whatnot, but I do, I'm not the the rule, I am the expectation, right? So do, how do we create that rule and that social barrier for those that, because it did take me a while to understand that um, I have the pen to my own life. Like I write the story, right? I think when you're growing up, you, you have to kind of learn that as you mature, that you have so much control and you're so yeah. empowered. But in, when we're younger, we don't really realize that. So it did take me a while to really realize that. And that's kind of the key function that I want to give to others, right? For you to have that understanding that no matter what, no matter what you're going through, you, you know, this too shall pass and you can overcome this. I like that you referenced that you had your own schooling. It's like Taylor University, if you will. Right. On Did wheels. you Right. On <laughs> wheels. And so when you're you start in the trucking industry and how did you learn? Was it just through, you know, calling your uncle or like what what how did you grow into a little bit of everything? Okay. So I was in an oil field for a while. OK. And um, that's when I saw people have trucks. I'm like, wow, you can have your own truck. That's you can do that. That I is so this. cool, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And then, um, oh yeah, you can own multiple trucks, right? You can. What What do I have to do to get there? And I still didn't know, but I need. I did need to know that I need knowledge, some type of business knowledge, right? And then when COVID came, and you know, um, really before COVID, I was working in West Texas, 
and I got fired a couple times because speeding tickets, petty things, things of that nature. So I was working in West Texas with this company and they from today to tomorrow just let everyone go and let nobody know. Right. Yeah. So we was six people in a Motel 6 in West Texas. And I'm like, you know what? F this. You know, I think I can do this better. These guys are not treating us right. This is how they treat drivers. And um, that night I went on Inkfile.com and just uh, started an LLC. And I had like this speech for two hours in front of like my little audience of other colleagues. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I did that. And then I hired all of them two years later. Wow. Wow. Uh, so, okay. This but is it's so, such I a love, long road. It's not an overnight as no. as people may think, right? Like, no. Yeah, well, I love how road. you're saying, too, it took me a long time to figure it out. It's like, you're it's, so young still. Yeah. Like, it feels long. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you've had a, a lot. But it's almost like the the bricks weren't laid for you. You no. found them and yes. put them in front of I you and to, took those yeah. steps. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. not a lot of people have the will or the grit to do that. No. Right. And you were like, no, I'm doing this. And you didn't understand it. And you still made it happen. Right. OK, I'm. Yeah. No, like <laughs> we've ta- we've had a lot of conversations about this, too. There's a lot of people who want to own a business. Right. right. A lot of people who think, OK, well, I'll do this. They're not doing it right. I'm going to do it myself. And the thing about owning a business is you start peeling back those layers. You're like, Ooh, it's not for the faint of heart. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people where you're like, OK, you need to do this, this and this. They're like, mm, OK, well, I really want this thing. But. That A and B thing you laid out, I'm not. I don't. I'm gonna try to skirt around that and only do C, right? right? And so they have all these things, but they don't do any of it. So the fact that you like saw this and you kept going is just success is my only option. Yeah. I mean, what's the alternative? Exactly. You Go back to the up, Motel Six. Yeah. If you don't live up to your fullest potential, what are you even living? Exactly. For, you know. But a lot of people aren't. Yeah. Aren't. That's no. not what school teaches you. No. Right? There are some schools that teach you that. But that right. is not the general rule of thumb to live up to yeah. your expectations. It is, and I just read an article about this, it is to follow the rules and become right. part of the system. Right. So Study and spit out what you just learned. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I was yeah. always a little badass, so I always had that going for myself, you know, against the rules and stuff. But I yeah. think that's what, that is that is a deep like core entrepreneur thing to be like, I'm not doing it that way. I'm doing it my way. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah. So when you started trailer transpo, like you talked about, you didn't want to treat people badly. You wanted to create this opportunity. Can you go a little deeper into what we, what you're, what you really saw as the mission and what the goal of this company was going to be and how you were going to differentiate? I think the biggest uh, key differentiators were the big disconnect, right, between business owners, between brokers and drivers themselves, right? We're talking Mm -hmm. about a lot of times different social classes Mm -hmm. and different educational background. So you have these, I'm going to just say what it is, you have these frat boys coming out of college and um, being brokers and, um, (laughs) you know, hey, here's a load and things of that nature, really just seeing that paper and pen in front of them. And then you have that guy that been working hard physical labor all his life and is away from the family mm-hmm. and when those two individuals communicate oftentimes there's a huge disconnect right yeah. on respect and things of that nature right um you don't really understand what i'm doing out here in 100 degrees weather with tarps that weigh 180 pounds trying to cover this load up and why i couldn't make it there right you're looking at your piece of paper and pen and on your google maps and uh if you're smart, maybe you're looking at the weather report as well. And 
that that's about it, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. a huge disconnect and a huge barrier between those parties. But then also as business owner, right? A lot of people put drivers in the trucks, no refrigerator, no oh, inverter, yeah. the things that you really need to survive, right? But you wouldn't put yourself in a position. And then I hear all the time, it's so far hard to find drivers. No, it, it's really not. You got to right. pay people right and you got to treat people right. And I mean, that's all across the board everywhere mm-hmm. like that, right? But um, oftentimes we're spending more time in that truck than we're spending at home. And you're going to put me in a truck and have no understanding that I want a clean mattress and that I want an inverter so I can have a microwave and refrigerator. We're talking about real fundamentals, not rocket science type right. of deals, right? So that's something uh, simple that I thought I could definitely fix, right? But then it came to uh, when I started hiring people, I'm like, oh, I can't save the world in one day. I need to learn how to manage people and communicate and delegate and things of that nature. So then come that next layer of challenge of I understand the trade. I understand my industry. But how do I really own a business? Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of times where small businesses go under. You're a really great barber. You're a really great baker. You're really mm-hmm. great in whatever you do in your trade, but you don't really understand the concepts of running business. And I think because I've hired so many people in the beginning, I understood that pretty quickly. All right, yeah. I got to understand how to run a business. Okay, so you have that now. And now comes 10KSB. Right. How did you get involved in it? Google. I'm really? like, man, I need, to, I need to figure out how I can learn more because... With you, everything yeah. I know, I can only make it so far. And I was feeling that I'm reaching a plateau. I want to keep growing, but I just don't know how. So let me Google who can offer me something so I can learn more because I don't know how to grow anymore. What were you specifically struggling with on the growth side? Was it just like like you were just at the ceiling because you couldn't hire more, like funding? Like where were you in your business where you're like, this is, I'm, I'm hitting some walls here. So I knew how to put processes in place Mm -hmm. with technology and things of that nature, right? So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing really great. But then when it came to do you have a sales process, do you have accurate SOPs and things of that nature where other people can understand? Because I came to that point from hustle, right? So I could hustle my way up to a million and a half dollars. But after that, hustle can't get you above that. You really need to learn how to delegate and things of that nature. And I think specifically my sales process. I had no process. Just had a, hey, what's up? Uh, I'm this and this, and I'd like to take some loads from you. I didn't have no, how do you qualify a prospect? I didn't even know what a prospect means, right? Mm -hmm. How do you do fact-finding and things of that nature? So that's really, um, yeah, I wasn't able to get really much traction anymore because I wasn't following, you know, a process. I was just hustling 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 you're flying by the seat of your pants yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is another entrepreneur thing i think that's yeah. how, that's how you have to in the beginning because if you follow Facts. rules you miss opportunity because you're trying right. to put yourself in a box and so you you're trying everything throwing everything at the wall and then you can narrow it down and really learn um the process of things so right. now you're in the program yeah, I graduated. You graduated, right. right. So what was your, uh, like, lesson that you, or not lesson, but, like, the um, section that you enjoyed the most? That Maybe I enjoyed and disliked Well, I was going to say, <laughs> let's say you learned the most from, right, a lot of times, yeah. Most no, impactful. Yeah, most impactful. I, I think the financial aspect. Yeah. yeah. I was constantly sending these banks and whatnot, my QuickBooks statements, and yeah, I have a balance sheet. Yeah, I have this. 
yeah, no wonder I didn't get no loans. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, everything's out of whack. I don't even know what things mean. So I think that gave me really the the most insight, but was definitely the most difficult aspect for me to understand and really to break down. So that took a little while. But overall, what 10KSB showed me is, again, you want to you constantly get drawn a little bit into the working in your business, especially when mm -hmm. you're not, you know, growing right away or when employees not really um, instantly, you know, transmitting all the information that you're mm -hmm. getting them into action that's actually valuable. You kind of feel still fit, um, tend to want to work in your business. So really like, hey, no, I'm practicing delegation. I'm practicing working on my business and I need to have that faith and just pushing through that challenge. So when did you graduate? April. Okay, so you're still, you're, you're far, I mean, you're still like where it's still close, right? But right. you're several months out. Have you seen shifts in your business? Like, I know we, we talk about the 10K magic while you're yeah. in it, like some of this like magic stuff happens, but even after, have has your business looked different? Absolutely. Okay, and yeah. how? Um, I let go of one of key employee. Ooh, that's um, a good one. Yeah, that's hard. Mm -hmm. It is hard, especially when she's or she or he is the first one, right? Oh. Sometimes when people are your first employees and you want to grow and now you're learning more about business and want to make it to that next level. Mm -hmm. Now the respect and all those things is like it's very difficult for people to still maintain their roles without having that. Hey, I helped you get here. Right. Yeah, of course. But we have all our roles to play and you got paid throughout that process. Right. And I was just a sucker, you know. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad that somebody wants to work for me. Let me overpay them. Let me give them all the the control and let me just, you know, let them run a shit show, basically, you mm -hmm. know? So what was that moment that was like? Tough. That yeah, was I was gonna say like yeah. well, even I was just depressed. I'm not gonna lie. But good, realizing yeah. you had to do that, like yeah. you know, there's kind of those where you probably knew along the way. It took but like two months. Yeah, yeah. having <laughs> that, it's like the whisper, right? You hear the whispers of what you need to do, and then yeah. the, right. like the hit, and then you get a two by four across your head, like right. you know, like that moment. <laughs> but what was it like, like that moment where you're like, I have to do. I know I should have done this, but I have to do this right now. The moment like, that person decided didn't want to grow with me anymore. Mm. Oh, okay. I, I gave them the opportunity with a performance improvement plan. Like, hey, these are the things that I think we can work on together yeah. and grow together. And I'll support you along the way. And, yeah, they didn't want to grow no more. And that was, yeah, you let yourself go at that moment. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 Enough yeah. rope to hang you, hang yourself. Yeah. Is that, yeah. that I'm saying? Okay. Growth strategy. What was your growth strategy during the program? And are you in the process of implementing it or is it down Yeah, the line? I was throughout, when I was already in school, I was starting to implement those things. So when right. I let that em key employee go, that was throughout school. Perfect. So um, yeah, that, that was a lot. But now I've hired new staff. I've been training new staff, figuring out new ways to train, just having more meetings and having more of a, you know, structure and uh, a little bit more of a tighter I don't know, a little bit more micromanaging, I guess I would say. So are you um, local trucking? Or no, you... I'm regional. Regional, so okay. So we're going, we're going all the way from Arizona, all the way up to Kentucky, and all the way east as far as Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome. That's really So we're cool. still in that odd little triangle. And just because I, I know the trucking business to an extent because we, we use them for mm -hmm. um, manufactured goods, but how do you land... A contract with like a like a target is that something you have to like 
you have to be vetted for it? You have to apply for it? Do you know how that traditionally works? I'm just curious. I'm that. very untraditional. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's so, great. Yeah. I don't really, you know, I don't do government contracts yet or things of that nature. I really pave the, you know, I really hit the pavement and knock on doors and build relationships and things of that nature. So, you know, right now, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but we're at a low time with rights. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, how are you able to survive this? How are you able to sustain this? That is how. Great relationship, intimate relationships where we're really communicating, building with each other mm-hmm. for years instead of just, hey, I won this contract because I was the lowest bid and now somebody else was able to underbid me, right? I just really believe in something that's sustainable and that comes with real relationships and that comes just with knocking on doors. And one thing that I do like about America in a whole is uh, my experience is that people love the hustle and yeah. people love when you know that you're serious and that you're hustling and that you're grinding and that you're ready to get it and that you're up for the challenge, you know, mm-hmm. even if you don't have all your ducks in a row. Right. And that's for everybody that's just listening and watching. If you can show up and come to somebody that you're ready for the challenge, that you work hard and you have something to show, people will respect that. Yeah, because not a lot of people yeah. have that (laughs) right well and i want to dig deeper into the relationship side of things because i would love to know your because there's one thing of knocking on the doors and opening the door right and then there's another thing of keeping that relationship maintained so two when two years down the line happen and they're like hey i need to read you know i remember her or what you know whatever what have you done uh or what do you do like what kind of some secrets to success of keeping that relationship open and maintained even when they're not buying or even to show that hustle, to show that you're serious and not just, you know, hey, we, we talked and then you went away until they needed you. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Um, two things, transparency and sense of urgency. You know, I want to feel if I do business with someone and I'm giving you my money, I want to um, at least feel like you're not responding to me a day later or two days later or things of that nature, right? Make me feel important, right? Mm. And that's what I transmit to my customers. We have under 15 minutes I'm responding or one of my people is responding to an email. The sense of urgency is really, I think, the primary way to show somebody respect. Like, hey, I acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. I'm going to figure it out or et cetera, you know? Yep. Uh, in the end of the day, people just want to be acknowledged. And I think that's um, most and more so first and foremost and then just being transparent about your capacity yeah and what you can and can't do a lot of times people want to over it's a great one over uh sell themselves like i can do this i'm the great in this and i'm great in that right just you know baby steps yeah yeah because it's real fast to outgrow yourself and end up a whole you know crap show has that honesty ever hurt you in the sense Absolutely. of, okay. Yeah, not everybody appreciates honesty, but this is how I operate. And then I think the one thing, when you're a little bit longer in business, not that I have been that long, but I am getting to a stage where I'm understanding who can I work with and who can I not, right? Oh, Ooh, so you're qualifying. Who, right. Yes. Okay. Who is worth the headache and who is not, right? Oh, who can I, is... who can I vibe with, right? And just understanding that's so much opportunity, so much money here on the table if we if we can't get in along with each other, if we don't have the right connection or the right characters, if we don't think about the same about the same values, hey, then we just don't connect. I'm sorry, but it was great meeting you. You still nice, right? Yeah. But yeah, I just can't do business with you. That valuable. But you got to get to that point, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, Accountability no. point, right? right. Yeah. 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 Well, not all money is good money, right? No, like it's, it's like not. that valuable yeah. where it's Absolutely. like. 
I the headache you're gonna cause me. You could you could pay me quadruple my rates, but the headache you're gonna cause me, not worth it. But you cannot make that decision unless you have actually made the wrong decision <laughs> numerous times. Like because you'll yes. think because I'm sure too. Like you get to, when you're building, you say yes to everything because mm-hmm. you want the opportunity. Yeah. You need you need the practice and right. um, what have you. And it's um, maturity in your business that really allows you to say I. I, this is not worth it. This is not worth the time and the headache and stuff. I think there's so much value in what you said because that's that's what that's another just hard lesson right. in the process. And yeah. I think that's all, everything hangs with as an entrepreneur. It's one thing to learn all these business skills and things of that nature, but it's really a lot of personal growth, right? Yeah. And the time that you stop to want to really personally grow, that's that's it for you as an entrepreneur. So yeah. I feel like the more I got to know myself better, mm-hmm. the more I was able to, you know, do better business and then be able to sting, distinguish who do I want to hire, right? Who do I really vibe with? Who who can, you know, you can do the work job really good, but if you uh, you know, yeah, B I T C H or I don't know what right. I can say. Yeah, yeah, then you know it's not worth it, and I had to get through all those things of having that confidence and that reassurance not just business but really in myself and who i am and that i know i can figure it out yeah that's it well and when did it shift for you too from you know you talk about the confidence standpoint so there's the side of you talk about your first employee like the oh my gosh i'm so excited and you really i know i've come into this problem i speak for myself i don't know if you did but where it's like you're not interviewing them. You're convincing them why you're great and they should work for, for you, right? Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me tell you about this. And then let me tell you about this. And they're just silent. And then you're like, well, I can't wait for them. She's like shifting that. I've got something really amazing and a great opportunity mm-hmm. for you. You need to sell me on why you should work here and why, you know, how we can vibe and all of that stuff right. too. So like when you got to that point in, in the confidence, I know that's personal development too, but are you like to be able to fire somebody and then to really go there? Do you have that moment or do you have like a process down now of how you're hiring where there is that different shift of you're, I'm giving you an opportunity to be part of something great here, like mm-hmm. in that and how you're interviewing and how you're bringing on people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, beforehand yeah i'll just hire anybody yeah just as soon as they thank you very much yeah. you know like, you answered my phone call <laughs> hired basically that's how we're going about it you know the first six months of my being but uh then just failures and lessons right yeah. teaching yeah. things and yeah no now where i know the value that i have to bring but also the passion that it takes to train somebody right mm. i'm very very passionate i'll give yeah. you all the resources and the way i just you know really engaged and want want you to grow if you're a part of me yeah that's too much energy um you know mm-hmm. you have to really come with something to really convince me now that you know you're right beforehand we had one interview 20 minutes you hired <laughs> now we have like three interviews and then a test and things of that nature yeah. to really how bad do you really want it you know because once you're on my team i'm still a small business yes you have to be a hustler you have to have that i want to get it mentality and i want to grow it mentality and if you can't show up three times for an interview and do some tests for me then you know you're already out the off uh, you know out the out the process and that already in itself eliminates 90 percent. well and wow. this is a reflection of you Absolutely. Like you want them to not, you know, be a carbon copy of you so right. that because if they go out there and rep, they're representing your business, it's, it's Taylor. Mm. Yeah. You know, they, they show up, 
they're on time, courteous, you know, all whatever the boxes are, they right. need to, that's a reflection of you. It's very, very hard to find people like yeah. good people yeah. yeah, that are committed and just as excited about your success as you are. Yes. And when new programs come, just as excited of let's figure out how to utilize this and, you know, to the maximum efficiency. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of just like, oh, man, something new to learn. All right. You know. Yeah. 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 It's definitely tough. I w- we've worked with numerous truck drivers and you've got the 21 year old who's like pops out of the truck, super cool, super nice, offers to help, you know, has the, you know, the, the pallet jack and the whole deal. And then you've got another guy who's like, okay, let's just let me know when it's loaded. Right. You know, and right. I'm, right. that's a good it, example. No, it's, that is the, the, you know, I've, we've even had truck drivers come in and, you know, we're behind and they got to sit and wait and that's mm. their time. And they come into the building and they help us because they want it to be finished. And right. that, we don't, that doesn't happen as much anymore, but that has happened in the past. And I don't know, I've even got guys that are like, you're going to drive the forklift. It's like, well, yes, it's me. <laughs> so, or, you know, and then they compliment you. And I just think there's, there's synergy in your staff, but then there also has to be synergy with your customers. Absolutely. You know, and like, is there like advice and stuff that you give to your staff members that helps them build that bond with even the, the face-to-face stuff, like our warehouse people and your truck driver? Like, how does that? Besides just, you know, we have uniforms and things of that nature, right? Yeah. That, I mean, that's one thing, but in transportation, the main thing that matters is how everyone is so, oh, how are you, you know, so successful? I show up on time. Yeah. Even though I didn't show up today on time. But today. <laughs> we believe you. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, it, it's the basic, it, it's really basic. It's showing up on time. And if you're not on time, then let me know ahead of time that you're not going to be on time. Yeah. And yeah. that in itself, even though it sounds so simple, already knocks 90% of the people out. It's a lost art. Yeah. 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 It, it is really so simple to be successful. I mean, it's just like losing weight, right? It's, it's so simple. You got to go to the gym and you got to eat less, right? But it's so hard to do yeah and that's kind of how I feel about business it's so simple it's not rocket science it's just hard to do because you have to be really disciplined and being able to manage your freedom everybody's not able to really discipline themselves when they have the torch in their hand yeah yeah so when is um, Taylor University opening up small business? <laughs> <laughs> you have so many you have so much wisdom for the amount of time that you've been in business and yeah. not a lot of people can absorb information and then articulate it in such a way. So it's just like, I really appreciate you. I've been thinking about it. So my long-term goal would be to be a motivational speaker. Uh, oh, I think you're doing it nature. now. Yeah. This is it now. It. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling Josh after this. Well, I think what's so I, you need to, but I am going to, <laughs> I think what's so amazing is that, you know, you talk about the courses you took, you talk about, the conferences you did. There are so many people who take the courses and go to the conferences and do all the things, but then they do nothing with the information, right? Mm, they make an yeah. excuse as to why it can't be me or why right. it shouldn't be me. Or uh, like I said, you know, we talked earlier, it's like, oh, I got to do a, I'm not going to call those. I'm not going to call random strangers and try to get business. Like that's a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. The fact that you are like, oh, okay. Okay. Done. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that is, I, it's just, it's 
it's a, like you said, it's discipline. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it's just all really incredible stuff because there's not a lot of people who do that. They, I think I'm, a lot of people are watching, you know, how sometimes you feel like, oh man, I'm doing all this stuff and nobody knows, you know, but now with social media, uh, a lot of people inbox me like, Hey, I'm watching you and things of that nature. And those are those little angels that uh, how I see it, that really give me that push that people are watching. I have to be successful because I, I needed me when I was younger mm. and I need to be that for others. I need yeah. to be that 14 year old mixed kid that, you know, doesn't think they're going to be anything in life besides criminal and things of that nature. I need them to see me be cool with all my tattoos and not have to be a rapper or a criminal or an athlete to really, really make it happen. I got to do it and I got to make it look cool because I want, you know, to break these social barriers that we can um, even form those thoughts that, hey, I can be this. I can yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. I can do that. You know, she's doing it. I can be it. You know, yeah, back in the days, 20 years ago, we didn't see nobody with tattoos in our office. Right. Mm-hmm. No matter what color or whatever. No, you, had you know, right? yeah. you know, you yeah. know, that's 40 oh, years yeah. ago. We didn't see women. And, you yeah. know, and so it takes somebody and I'm going to have to be that somebody. And that's what motivates me to get mm-hmm. up because, you know. I'm doing great, but, you know, it's not that much money to <laughs> go through all these challenges. You really have to have a different motivator. And that's what it is for me. Like, I needed me as a kid. So let me be that to whoever I can be it to. Mm, that's I amazing. That. So what's next for your business? Like, what are you working on that, like, next steps? Is it just hiring more people, more trucks? Or is there any other new parts to your business? A little bit of that, yeah. But um, I started going pilot school um, last year. So... Yeah, it's super scary. Okay. Uh, the first 10 times I was in a plane, I didn't touch the steering wheel. <laughs> like, it was super scary. <laughs> he's like, Wait, so who was he's flying? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, no, he's like, uh, you, you in control. I'm like, no, no, I'm not in control. <laughs> wow. It was, it was tough. Wow. <laughs> but um, I do believe that eventually things are going to the air. I, have y'all seen the article, that first flying car? What? No, yeah. I need to say this. Please send it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first flying car just got approved from FAA or whatnot. Um, so, yeah. So it's coming. So And I do think everything is going to the air at some point, right? Maybe not in our lifetime, but maybe in our kids' lifetime or in their kids. So, um, yeah, I would like to go into the air. But then also I'm just trying to find more businesses to give different type of people opportunities, right? Maybe something more with trades, not something where everybody is not built to be in sales in front of a computer and things of that nature. So what could I do to assist kids that are aging out the system and things of that nature with something maybe that's more physical and more liable? So that's kind of the path I'm trying to figure it out. Are you familiar with Lala and Kind? Mm -mm. So they're a coffee shop here in Dallas. And my understanding of it is that they hire kids that are aging out of the foster care system. I think it would behoove you to, I mean, I don't know anybody there, but I'd be happy to email them and be like, hey, you need to meet Taylor. I truly think that that is, there's an allegiance there because they, and they are about spreading kindness. Like that's what it's about. Um, I don't know. Just seems very in line with what you just said. No, I would really appreciate that. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because trade school is not talked about enough. We, you know, that's another, there is going to be a point when truck drivers are going to retire. Are you seeing that already in your industry? So that is something actually that I do want to work on these um, electrical trucks um, Mm -hmm. and things that these battery driven trucks, you know, that changes the entire school system. Everything that I learned in trucking school has nothing to do with a battery, essentially. Right. 
Um, you have to do a pre-trip, right? You have to check your tires, check your motor, check your oil. And, and those are the things that you learn in school, mm -hmm. right? That's I think that's the longest section. Yeah. A pre-trip and a post-trip. How, how are you doing a pre-trip now on a battery? You know, so I do believe in the next few years, there's going to be some type of additional endorsement or the entire way that you just take your license is going to change. So if I could be part of that process... So Nikola or Tesla, if you're listening, <laughs> well, even if just self-driving too, that's, right? That's I like to be Elon, who I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. love him, so. Anyways, um, no, I I had there was an article because um, one of our clients um, ships from Thailand, and then it go you know the whole trucking system, and the Wall Street Journal put this thing out that said like that industry is there's not it's it's slowing down right, and how right, right and how are we going to get food and materials and, yeah. and um product across like how are we going to do that and if that slows down it, it um messes the entire infrastructure on how we sell product and so i'm curious if that's how that's going to play out and if you're already sort of like thinking ahead of it and like what what your contribution could be to that? No, not right now. I'm not thinking about import and export just yet. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really focused on the aluminum space. So oh. when it comes to sustainability, so um, I do believe as a small business, you have to be an expert, right? And I think that goes all across the board. Sometimes yeah. we just want to, we're so scared to miss an opportunity. We want to serve everyone. Yep. So over this last year, I was really sitting down. What can I really focus on? And that's the aluminum industry, especially now with all the automobiles, electrifying and things of that nature. Aluminum is going to be that sustainable material that's going to be utilized everywhere and probably eventually kick steel out the, you know, out the game. So Interesting. that's kind of where yeah. my focus is, is the industry in its whole. And it's, yeah, it's really in industry, interesting how, um, you know, a raw material can have an effect on everything we do and everything we utilize. Yeah. So that's where my, more my focus is pivoting to. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Should we do, do rapid abs fire? Absolutely. Uh, right. Your favorite beverage? Casamigas. Is that I a, don't know. What is, is that? that? Tequila? Oh my oh, God. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Hot girl summer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am so embarrassed right now. I love margaritas and why that. I don't because you know what? Everybody, there's so many drink companies now, right? Oh, you're like, oh, like, are you a, drinking a yeah. white claw? Are you drinking a seltzer? Yeah. So I was like, oh, is that like another? Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, the best advice you've ever been given. Um, just do it. Yeah, yeah. I think you've so, lived that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Should be a tagline for you. Um, <laughs> if you could have dinner with anyone. Um, dinner with anyone. Hmm. Probably Jay-Z. He's, he's on the high of my list, too. Yeah. <laughs> have you read Decoded? No, I haven't. Okay. That changed my... I mean, I loved him before, but Decoded, it just... you. It's his book. I think he wrote it, it technically. Audible? It should be. I it's been out for a while, oh, but yeah, it'll... He's just amazing of what a great businessman he is and all of that. So highly oh, recommend. If I can throw that in there. Oh, I, I love him too. Anyways, um, your morning routine. <laughs> I get up at four. I meditate, contemplate. Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's not just you. It's not just okay. you. Good. <laughs> is that what we meditate for? Yeah. Am I doing this for what reason? Yeah. That feels like my morning never... too. Why <laughs> can I retire today? Right. Just like, let me just do something else. But no, then I uh, <laughs> then I usually go to the gym or I walk around. 
like walk you know yeah. outside of the lake or things of that nature yeah and yeah. then i get to it yeah. also uh what are you reading right now um what am i reading right now i read a lot of john Mac maxwell so i'm right now le reading a book of leadership 21 um mm -hmm. i think rules of leadership yeah but a lot of times i just need to repeat things you know like you're reading a book okay but sometimes you need to study it you know oh, so go through it a couple times <laughs> All right, so that's my tangent, Courtney. Go, Let's do it. Times. So my kid, we were actually just having this conversation about this in the car the other day, or today, on the way here. So there's a book by Bob Proctor, and he talked about how, because I would do 52 books a year and go, 52 right. books and go through it. Right. And he talked about, like, you got to study. Like, you've got to go through, because that's, I would listen to a book the second time, and it'd be like I'd never listened to it before, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got this book on it's over and over and over and over again. And my kids, like, they're asking me today. However, this was really cool. Just the other day, my they keep talking about Earl Nightingale's Strangest Secret, I believe it's. And my son's like, can we listen to that? He keeps talking about The Strangest Secret. Can we listen to that? I'm like... That is so cool. I'm like, yeah. you want to listen to Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret? Okay. I'll play that. But it's like that, like all of a sudden it's catching on to my kids too. They talk about their paradigm. They're talking about their paradigm all the time because it's about shifting your paradigm. You won't, no matter how much you try to go for something, you'll never get there if you don't change your paradigm, right? So mm -hmm. Lily's talking, she can't even say the word half the time. They're sitting out there, but she's like, the paradigm or something? And I'm like, paradigm. But she's talking about what her paradigm means <laughs> and so all awesome. of this stuff. So it's... But I, that's where I've really come to where I have a few books I'm reading this year, but right. I'm reading them over and over and over again. And it's totally changed, like, how I'm retaining the information right. and the, the impact that one book is having on my life versus 52 books. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people study the Bible, so. Yeah. You know, it's the, yeah. Why, exactly. why, why would you think that you can read it one time and. You know, you got it now. Yeah. But I used to be the same way. Like, yeah, I need to get a, my KPIs in one book a week. Yes. You know, like, yeah. that's how exactly how I was. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, check. And then I'd like go to the next thing and like, I think we were talking about atomic habits one time. I'm like, oh, that sounds so great. And somebody's like, that's atomic habits. I'm like, oh, I read that. <laughs> I totally forgot. Well, what's interesting too is my sister is, um, went to medical school and the way that they study, right, is like it's, they're studying that one topic that week or what have you and my dad would say that you're if you think of your brain as like a like an iceberg and all of your memories and the way things are retained yeah. are um, penguins there only so much can be there and so like things would like knock the other penguin off but maybe if you're that reading more good, books that's a good, good? Yeah. <laughs> except that's for a my husband one, always refers to like I have like ice cubes and my penguins are like hanging on <laughs> trying to like <laughs> please don't forget this one thing that we've asked of you um, but that I think that plays into you know maybe those yeah. those penguins are a little bit fatter and they stay there if you're reading that book exactly over and over again. Yeah. yeah and i think that's how 10ksb was for me as well not everything was complete i don't think nothing was completely just new knowledge it's just now yeah. somebody's going through it with you now you're workshopping it now you're yeah. studying it for a week now it's reiterated right yeah a lot of times as an entrepreneur you need a just here, here to say, like, I know that. Why haven't I been doing that? I exactly. know that. Or, right. Yeah. Even in just the, the, in the confidence portion of it. Yeah. Like, I yeah. can do this. Like, I've been <laughs> doing this the whole time, you know, but you have to be reminded. Yes. Absolutely. You know, yeah. consistently. Yeah. I just had this habit. I know we're going off on a tangent, but I just had, it's Growth Day. It's by Brendan Burchard and it's this app and every day he does a thing. Like he talks about, you know, something you should be doing. 
three months ago, he talked about it was like before 11 a.m. every day. He never takes a meeting and he only does mm. things that are moving like will move his business forward. So something to attract customers, something to do whatever. And then his whole after 11 is made for like doing client work or having meetings, responding to email, whatever. Nothing before 11. Heard it three months ago. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Did not. And then like <laughs> same exact recording, same exact recording he had just yesterday. And I'm like, <gasps> I forgot I was going to do that. Like that. Yep. Like, let me like, and you just have to have that because life happens yes. and you're like, oh my gosh, yes. I'm going to do yes. this. this is amazing. Or yes. I know this about business. I know I'm going to do that. And then you sit down in 10 K you're like, I remember I knew this and I was going to do this. And then I got derailed. I let, I let intention go out the door. Right. So yeah. it's just, it's that con like, you've got to have that constant. It's, yeah. And that's why it's so important to surround yourself around those people. Yeah. yeah. I'm so selective now of, you know, you can be a good person, but if you're not bringing value, if you're not intellectual, if you're not spiritual, if you're not with health, yeah. if you're not within those five pillars of growth, then I can't really communicate with you because then, you know, I'm going to start thinking like you. I know the type of person yeah. I am and I know I'm that I'm human. Right. Mm -hmm. And your thinking pattern or your thinking habits are going to rub off on me. Yeah. So, yeah, being around those people that are constantly talking about growth, success, things of that nature. I mean, that's so powerful. Yeah. You know, like how powerful are we beings? Just our energies can lift mm -hmm. each other up or bring each other down. This is really powerful. Yeah. Isn't there like a quote that says something about like um, you become the like the five people you yeah. hang out with the most? Yeah. yeah. So right, choose right. wisely. I yeah. yeah, I think my mom when I was little, little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, a top bucket list item. <sighs> top bucket list item to finish my pilot, uh, my pilot license. When is that? That that's on me. Oh, yeah, I didn't me. know if there was so like a time frame. No, yeah. no, okay. no, it's it's just really tough. You gotta it's you gotta study a lot. You gotta learn a lot. You gotta uh, retain a lot of information. So. I think that's on my top bucket list. And be a motivational speaker. Yeah. I like it. Um, and what's a guilty pleasure? German chocolate. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like when I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like German chocolate cake or thinking. like German chocolate? Like no, just, is there's just in general German chocolate. Like okay. Kinder Bueno, Lindt, especially white oh, chocolate. Yes. Is it Toblerone? Yeah, German. Is it Toblerone German chocolate? I thought that was Swiss. Was it? I think Ooh, it's Swiss, I but yeah. Oops. I don't like Toblerone, but <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> yeah. Close enough. Like I'll eat one or two bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my bad habit. That's not okay. a bad habit. No, you don't have to feel guilty about that. Yeah. All right. Well, Brittany, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, where is the best place for them to go? Yeah, please give me a call on 469-805-9375. Or uh, really the best way is internet. Uh, not internet. The email address. Okay. Uh, Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, at trailer, T-R-A-Y-L-O-R, transpo, T-R-A-N-S-P-O dot com. All right. Yeah, and just, just Google me. We'll have it all on our notes page, too, over at First to Arrive, Last to Leave. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was You're awesome. Okay. It was the best. All right. Mm -hmm.